Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. It's the Fast Line on 101 ESPN with Jamie Rivers and Anthony Stalter. As Marsh has talked about, we got our guy Jeremy Rutherford on the line right now. What's up, JR? Oh, nothing, guys. Uh, Marshy always impressing me. You know, we're talking off air as he's putting me on the air and having a conversation. And then all of a sudden he says, all right, I got to go. And two seconds later, he's doing the sports update. So uh, multitasker that Marshy. Marsh is an impressive mm-hmm. guy. Thank he you, is. JR. He's an impressive guy. For sure. Mm-hmm. So is Ivan Barbashev, who you wrote about recently here in The Athletic. That's a transition, yeah, guys. Yeah. It's called a transition. Yeah. So. yeah. No, uh, Barbashev played Listen, really JR well. wasn't my best, okay? No, it really wasn't. It wasn't my best, but it worked. It was fine. Go ahead. Your article is fantastic about Barbashev. What kind of contract is he looking at now? Well, uh, first of all, I don't like those uh, like contrived, mushy transitions into different subjects so i kind of like the way you handled it there so so good job but i do have some news for you i didn't write the article jesse granger did that's why people are saying it's one of my best because uh, somebody else wrote it <laughs> way to go anthony sorry go. this got awkward what kind of con- <laughs> what kind of contract is he looking at yeah anthony uh you know what i, I was thinking about this a couple days ago Let's say Ivan Barbashev finishes this past season as a St. Louis Blue, which you never would have done because you're going to trade an asset at the deadline like they did. Uh, but if he finishes as a Blue and doesn't make the playoffs, you know he's a well thought of player around the league who's probably going to make three and a half, four million dollars. I think with what he's done with the Vegas Golden Knights, which Jesse Granger touched on in his article. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I think he's a four and a half million dollar player. And if they win the cup and he continues to be a big part of this and close this thing out, uh, Riv, I don't know what you think, but I mean, could he touch five million with a team that's really interested for a guy like him? Uh, wow, that's quite the uh, amount of money for a forty point guy. Um, I understand his success in the playoffs has been fantastic, and the way he's been able to play with Eichel and Marcheseau in particular, I, that's definitely bumped his stock. I think the five million might be swinging a bit high. Uh, I, I do think anywhere between four and four point five is absolutely realistic, though. And if nothing else, Ivan Barbashev has proved a lot to a lot of people around the NHL that he can play anywhere, literally anywhere in your lineup. You need a first-line guy, he can play with those talented players and perform very well. You need a penalty killer, power play guy, he's there. You need some physicality, I mean, ask Radko Gudis how he feels about that right now. (laughs) Ivan Barbashev is a true all-around player, but he doesn't necessarily you know, excel at one thing. He's not just a pure goal scorer or a pure penalty killer. So I think four to four and a half is somewhere where he's going to land. But my God, was he making 2.6 this year? So, I mean, it's quite the, it's going to be quite the bump for Ivan Barbashev. Yeah. And that four to 4.5, even if that's where it is, which I agree with you, that could be on four or five years term. He's a 27 year old now. So that's going to be a nice contract for him. And, and Hey, just while we're talking about Barbashev guys, you know, a lot of blues fans say, look at that success he's having with Eichel and Marchstow, 
you know, why didn't he play top line minutes with the Blues? Look, we all saw his entire career. He was phenomenal at going up and down the lineup and playing the different roles. I don't think that anybody looked at Ivan Barbashev and said he should have been playing with Perron and O'Reilly for four years. You know? So I think what he's doing is exactly what he's shown in St. Louis for six or seven years. Yeah, and those are different players too, JR. Like, if you look at O'Reilly and Perron, you know, they obviously favor the cycle, down low game, you know, puck possession. Eichel and Marcia so create a lot off the rush. And I think that, you know, Ivan Barbashev, with his willingness to get to the net front, to retrieve pucks in the corner, he's been the beneficiary of that. He's been the beneficiary of being on a line with a couple of guys who can really open up the throttle and bring the pace. Yep, and they got a good prospect for him, uh, Zach Dean, and obviously that's a guy that uh, Vegas did not want to give up, but they made the right choice getting Barbashev because he could be really the X factor and then win in this uh, Stanley Cup if indeed they follow through with it. JR, do you think that the Panthers have a shot to get back in it? What do they have to do? It's going to be tough because you had so much mojo going uh, with the first couple rounds there, the first three rounds. Uh, Bobrowski playing phenomenal, but they had the 10-day break. And I know I'm not the first person to mention this, but maybe the best thing in the world for Vegas to do was to lose those two games to Dallas. That prolonged that series. That made the rest longer for the Florida Panthers, and they've had a tough time getting back to the game that they played uh, the first three rounds. So here they are in the cup final down 0-2. It is headed back to Florida. Uh, but uh, the defensive play in front of Bobrowski has not been good. So I think that's first and foremost. They're going to have to pick that up uh, to help him. And then they're just going to have to find this touch. You know, it seems like uh, Kachuk's been in the box a lot. Sometimes uh, probably shouldn't be called with these 10-minute uh, misconducts that they keep calling on, on him. And so if he's on the ice, I think he makes a big difference. But they're just going to have to find their mojo, to me, is the major thing here. No, I agree. And, you know, one of the frustrating reasons uh, for the Panthers has been the defensive play of the Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, Jerry, we talked about this before the series started. It was going to be a battle for the middle of the ice, whether the Panthers forwards could penetrate the middle of the ice and, and continue to create chaos like they have all playoffs, or was the Vegas Golden Knights defensive core just going to be too strong and limit the opportunities in the middle of the ice? So far, advantage Vegas Golden Knights in that category. And one guy in particular, former St. Louis Blues captain Alex Petrangelo. He is leading the playoffs in so many different defensive metrics. I mean, it really just goes to show you how much you know having that number one defenseman can certainly help your squad. Yeah, and we, we talked about it ad, ad nauseum when he left St. Louis, and we knew that that's the type of player that he would be uh, for Vegas. But they've got a great cast around him, too. So uh, Vegas defensively certainly had the upper hand heading into the series over Florida. And then the goaltender, even though Bobrowski was playing lights out, uh, Aiden Hill's been playing terrific uh, for Vegas. And you look at the back end for Vegas, Jamie uh, and Anthony, uh, not only are they getting the structure and the sound defensive play, but they're getting some offense from the back end. Look at this. Uh, Vegas has the 12 goals. They've got nine different goal scorers among those 12 goals, and that's the most through the first two games of the Stanley Cup final in history to have nine different goal scorers, and three of those are defensemen. So, you know, typically you don't count on a lot of offense from that Vegas back end, but they're getting it done too, uh, led by that uh, former blue Alex Petrangelo, as you mentioned. Moving from one championship to another, a Blues uh, prospect, 
a young prospect. Zachary Bolduke is now a Memorial Cup champion. And for some of our listeners who maybe don't know what that is, it's all of junior hockey. They have a championship. It'd be like being the national champion in, in college. Well, there he's a, the, the champion in all of the junior hockey leagues up in Canada. And he had himself a really good season, a very good playoffs. You know, what do you think that does for Zachary Bolduke here moving forward? Well, first and foremost, he just got done playing a ton of intense pressure-packed games. I mean, to win the uh, Quebec Major Junior League title, and then as you just mentioned, that kind of goes to the bigger umbrella of the Memorial Cup. And so uh, he heads to Western Canada and plays uh, some intense playoff games there. And then they seal the deal, and they win the the Memorial Cup under Patrick Waugh, the head coach. You know, I wrote a story several uh, months ago where I sat down with uh, Bull Duke, the Blues prospect, also talked to Patrick Waugh for that story, and you know, he's got a ton of skill, but we, we saw last year in camp, still young, still raw. A lot of that's to be expected, uh, but I think this experience of what he just went through is going to make him better. And, hey, funny thing here, guys, uh, I wanted to get in touch with him. So uh, the morning after he wins the Memorial Cup, so they win it, what, 5 nothing over uh, Seattle the night before. I, I texted him the next morning, Zach Bolduke, and I said, hey, can, uh, can we get together soon and, and talk about what you just went through? And he said, Pretty busy right now, but yeah, let's touch base here in a couple of days. <laughs> I can't imagine, you know, if the suds were flowing the night before, still exhausted from that long playoff run. But we hope to have a conversation with Zachary Bolduke at the Athletic as soon as he winds down from this Memorial Cup run. Yeah, let's give him a chance to breathe a little bit. <laughs> but uh, no, congratulations again to Zachary Bolduke. And, you know, his name, JR continues to pop up as trade potential, too. You know, you read around the league in different sources, and when people try to guesstimate what Doug Armstrong might do this offseason, they do include include Zachary Bullduke as a prospect that could be moved to obtain maybe somebody in that that range that Army's talking about, that 25- to 28-year-old player that can come in and help the Blues right away. Uh, not really going to ask you to comment on Zachary Bolduke in particular. Just what are you hearing around the league about maybe what Army's thinking, whether there's a buyout in the future or any kind of trade that you know has has made the rumor mill? Yeah. So no, let's let's talk about Bolduke for a second because I think that's a, a good conversation. Uh, I think anything is on the table with a lot of these guys. Look, the Blues were interested in a, a defenseman Lindholm from uh, Anaheim a year or so ago, and uh, Jake Neighbors' name was in that conversation. So whether it be Jake Neighbors or Zachary Bolduke, you know, they just got Zach Dean, you hear Jimmy Snuggerud, uh, you know, I think they, they, they like a Snuggerud, they like a Bolduke. But right, when you have three or four forwards in the cupboard that are all around that same timeline, they're all not going to be able to play here, and Doug Armstrong has said that in the past. So, you know, if one of these guys interests uh, another team and he's able to bring in that 26-, 27-year-old with some term two or three years, as he keeps talking about, you know, I wouldn't put anything past Doug Armstrong in terms of that. You know, going back to Bolduke for one second, Riv, uh, all the offensive potential in the world, you know, is that defensive game going to come around? Did he show enough progress in that area this year? If not, and and maybe they think he's a one-trick pony, and, and maybe he's a guy who becomes expendable. So, you know, that's what I'd like to see him come into camp and see what this long run did for him. But but certainly all these names, uh, I think, are on the table when you talk about things that Doug could do. JR, good stuff as always, my man. Have a good rest of your week. We'll check back with you next week. Will do. Thanks a lot, guys.